Welcome to So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank. A little concern about the film Gross Point Blank, put together by me, Joe George, and my co-host, Blake Collier. This week, we're continuing our minute-by-minute discussion of the movie Gross Point Blank, looking at Minute 2, in which we finally end the opening titles and get to see images Images that are the beginning of John Cusack's assassin, Martin Blank, planning the first hit of the film that we see. Uh, Blake, what about this first minute here, or the second minute, the first one with actual action? Where yes. Are you pumped? Oh, yeah. Killing? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, once you see that massive rifle that he's got in his hand, you're like, oh, <laughs> crap, something is about to go down. Um, it's funny enough, so so I, I'm a big fan of, of digging deep into minutiae just a small yeah. pet, pet ant stuff yeah and i actually so there is there is both a inter, uh, internet movie car database and an internet movie firearm database you know somehow i knew you were gonna have this part covered so, so i want to see if you're gonna answer the question that i have though but yeah okay go ahead. Oh, yeah 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 well what, what, what's the question so I'm, I'm curious what what is he pouring in his eye at the start so I that's so, my question. So, so I'm sure it's like a sniper thing, right? That's he was preparing his eye for because he puts the same eye on the on the scope. So, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's it's probably I, I took it as there. I mean, they don't, they don't talk about that on the firearm or, or anything like that. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And so but I would assume it's probably just a saline solution just to clear out his eye. Um, that's simple, huh? Yeah. I mean, it could be something else, but I've seen people do that before, like the same kind of contraption, like not when they're shooting somebody, but, okay. <laughs> but, but I've seen them use like that. The that. slow hints to your special forces <laughs> yes. <Porch's> backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's more about the, uh, I've seen that, that contraption he was using, uh, to, to, to clear out his eye. I've seen people use something similar to that, that. And so it's so hardcore to me. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you can, you can. I mean, I assume you can buy them in, in North Carolina. Uh, but, <laughs> we, um, you probably can. Yeah. Especially if it's worked with a gun at all. Yeah, you can buy it. Yeah, well, I'm not sure it has any real ties to guns, per se. I, I think you could probably buy it in the typical, you know, hydrine huh. section of, okay. your, of your stores. Um, I, I think people use it. As people like me who have a hard time keeping their eyes open uh, yeah. to, when you put stuff in it. Um, it, it pushes back the, the lids. Um, that way you can get a better wash going. Okay. That um, makes sense. I've never used one, uh, okay. but, but I, I generally speaking have seen people use it and I think okay. it's just a way to get stuff out of their eye or to clear up their eyesight. Um, makes sense. That's, I was hoping for it. some sort of super steroid that was <laughs> yeah, going to, you yeah, exactly. know, kick in his killer instinct. Well, but, well, we'll right, get into me... that. We'll, we'll get into that when we get to the uh, Miami kill. So oh, okay. yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah. Uh, all right. Tell me about this gun. So the gun is unknown. What? Even the pedants did what? not know what the gun was. They said it was some kind of rifle. They could not pick up what kind <laughs> well, of rifle. I knew that. <laughs> and so I was, I was fascinated by that. Like the fact that we don't actually know what this gun is. Someone okay. knows. Someone has to know out there. Is there any chance, uh, going off in speculation here, but knowing uh cusack's political bona fides yeah. um that he intentionally chose an unreal gun so that a real gun lover wouldn't try to hunt down the martin blank gun you know yeah so part of me part of me thinks that might be the case 
but all the other guns used in the film are real guns. Oh, okay. Okay. So part of me thinks, well, even guns he uses are, are like later in the film are, are actual guns. Like they're meant okay. to be, you know, actual guns. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's probably just a lack of knowledge for the site uh, that I looked okay. up. Uh, you know, they just they didn't have the right guy to. They maybe don't have a rifle expert, which seems odd for a pedant yeah. site like that. So okay, well then we're calling out gun people. Yes. Uh, Please tell us. First of all, get rid of your guns. Those are <laughs> terrible things. You don't need them. Get rid of your guns. I'm speaking just for myself now. Get rid of your guns. Uh, but. After you've gotten rid of your guns, tell us what gun that is. We're yeah, exactly. Curious. Exactly. No <laughs> doubt. So, yeah, I how how'd you feel with the opening scene? What was your I, feeling at the time? So, um, at the time, the first time watching it, it was just cool. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm boy, what, how old am I when this movie comes out? I'm 18 when this movie comes out, and uh, <laughs> not still a a Christian conservative um, at the time. So. Yeah. Um, like most Christian conservatives, I, I don't like to hear naughty words and I definitely am not supposed to like sex, but I love me some violence. Yeah. So yep. I, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. He looks so cool. Yeah. Um, this, I, I don't know that I've divulged this information yet, but for my 18th birthday, um, slash graduation present, my parents asked me what to get. I told them to get me an all black suit because <laughs> I thought that looked so cool. And for many years, only to church, and I think mm-hmm. maybe one date, uh, I wore an all black suit to, cause, cause he looks so cool Yeah, right here does. at the start, you know? Um, that's a style. So that suit. was cool. It's yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh, be clear. I did not i am a short man not a tall cool looking kickboxer so it looked very silly um on me but uh uh yeah and just there's something there's something about that even now as a as a peacenik you know Mm -hmm. uh throw away your guns guy there's something so cool about watching the professional killer prepare Sort of yeah. thing. I just I love watching the work of it sort yeah. of thing. And I love the juxtaposition of him having this conversation. Well, all of the moving parts that are happening in this in this minute here are it's cool. And I think yeah. that's what resonated with me as, as a kid. How about yeah. you? So, yeah, yeah. I so I don't have any real memories of, of that initial moment when I watched them, when I thought, watched that first scene. I think I'm, I'm super bad about missing the technical aspects on first watches. And so um, I think I was just watching it to watch it at the time. And, and I remember thinking, I think it wasn't till a little bit later in that scene that I started getting hooked. Um, The first scenes I was like, Oh, okay. So he's putting crap in his eye and he's about to shoot someone apparently. But I think, uh, I think I had already started to get excited about what the nature of the film was going to be because whenever you hear the, the description of the movie, you don't really know like what kind of action is going to be in, involved in it. Like Definitely. for all we know, they could limit the action and just make it a completely a talky, you know, comedy, dark comedy where the yeah. guys at the, the guys at a reunion and, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to include actual hits in the movie yeah. to make it work so i didn't know like going into it i just knew it sounded fascinating and 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 i didn't know but when you see that first scene you're like oh no this is this is actually gonna show like yeah <laughs> and yeah. like you i was a i was a deeply conservative christian at the time and i'm like yes yes <laughs> blood <laughs> 
I I had less problem. My my parents didn't like curse words. Yeah. Uh, but they were not uh, terribly. They they would pretty much let us watch whatever movies. Like I okay. think I can remember like maybe one or two films that they just refused to let us watch. And I think it was like Seven and Primal Fear. Weird, okay. Weirdly. Um, <laughs> because I saw some movies that were way worse than those. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, they they weren't they were not puritanical in that way um, okay they didn't like it and they didn't want us to repeat it but i think they knew like my sister and i knew that we would get our you know yeah butts handed to us if we said those <laughs> words so it, there was no there was no harm there but yeah yeah the the, vi- the the promise of violence in that first scene yeah is pretty exciting um yeah now i want to point out that that's the first thing you see is him Pouring the I guess saline yeah. solution, and you have the song still playing. Yeah, yep. Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. Yeah, I think that's I think that's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? I didn't I didn't catch this. Does he? Is he saying that right when the, the solution goes in the eye? Do they time it that that's, well? Because they time a lot of yeah. stuff. They do. The song. They do. Um, Here, do they do that? I want to say they do. I remember oh, it being that man. way, but I, 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 I would have to go back and actually pay attention for sure. But I just know that because I know that song so well, I don't, I don't keep track of where the time hits on that scene. Yeah, yeah. But I want to say it does, which is perfect. So I mean, that's yeah. But then you think about, you know, at what point in the movie does he actually see clearly? It's not then. That's the yeah, funny no. part. Like that's. It's it's a promise uh, that he'll see clearly, but it's it's going to take more than saline to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that read a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at the time, and, and what we're getting set up with Martin's character here, as he's having this conversation with Marcella, so he's he's talking to Marcella, the uh, the um, his assistant secretary, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever, played by Joan Cusack. Um, he's talking to her over the phone, and she's. I, I'm, I'm guessing bullets. It's bullets that uh, he's yeah. in order for. It's what it sounded three, like to me. It's 357 Magnum Steel Core and 380 <laughs> Soft Points. <laughs> Don't oh, worry. I wrote it down just you, for you. You scare me sometimes. <laughs> I, I grew so up in a gun-loving family. <laughs> uh, um, so he's ordering these bullets and, and um, you know, no nonsense. And I... I, it must not be here where she begins ta- reading the uh, the invitation. So we'll save that for the next minute. Well, I think um, she starts it, but yeah, she doesn't okay. get very far into it. So okay, so um, she's doing that, and we get the the kind of the no nonsense focus sort of thing, right? Yeah. Like he he Martin thinks he sees clearly, yeah. um, and this is a point that we're going to come back to that he understands the way the world is. He under he has no pretensions about his job at at least he thinks by saying it's not me is Mm -hmm. uh this recurring point that comes back throughout the movie that that you know it's you did something to end up on my list i didn't do it you know i did not i i I have nothing against you but Mm -hmm. you did something wrong and somebody else hired me and that's the facts this is the way the world goes and so we kind of get that even set up right here that that he just he he's business. Yeah. He can he talk uh, accounts with his with his uh, secretary. He can set up his kill. He does his job and he does it well um, in a way in a sort of pragmatic way that the movie's going to go on to 
to disrupt. So yeah, I like that reading a lot. Yeah, and and just to show you how nerdy I am, I actually wrote down the accounts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you are gonna shame me oh, no. every minute. So we're we're recording the first six minutes today, and I I'm gonna promise you you're gonna see like crazy detail from visits minutes seven through twelve from me. Yeah. I'm getting wound on these minutes. Well, no, no. So this morning when I was looking at my notes, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. Like, <laughs> There's nothing like it's not meaningful. Like I can't look it up on the internet and expect it to be have some deeper conspiracy, you know. And I was just like, so I chuckled to myself. I was like, I'm just gonna mention the fact that I wrote them down, and and we'll call it good. <laughs> so, We're calling it something. Yeah, good exactly. man. Be- <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, a lot of therapy. Yeah, it's it's. So so I want to go back to some of the names that are uh, that pop up during yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. because we, we 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 continue to have some uh, some names some uh, actor names that pop yeah. up during this. So first off, kind of at that like like we said in the last uh, yeah. minute episode, you have the Alan Arkin who's right on that minute mark. Uh, yeah. Then you have Dan Aykroyd and. Um, and he gets an ant yes uh if being a being a former wittertainment fan uh and and me being a current wittertainment fan they've started a new game where they say uh uh where they they do a list of actors and then they like they pick a film and they list the actors and then they they pick the one character that one actor they wish wasn't in it and they'll say but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, picked up, I picked up the Kermode again. Oh, uh, good. I've nice, gone nice. back to the Kermode. Okay, so, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. So, yeah, I've, been ca- I've caught the, the butt. Yeah, yeah so butt. is there a butt here in this movie no, for you? No, 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 not at all. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, and, I mean, there at the time when I first, you know, the first few viewings, I might have had somebody, but I've just fallen in love with all the characters to yeah. the point where none of them really stuck out to me anymore as, as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them are just non-entities, and that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to be. You know, <laughs> whenever you have a small part like that, you don't have to be spot on. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, Dan Aykroyd. I of of the four main actors in this film, Dan Aykroyd, like you, is is the one person I had the most history with. Yep. Had because of Ghostbusters, because of. Yep. Really, just eighties comedies in general. Yep. Like I grew up with those films because my yep. dad loved. You know Dan Aykroyd and like the whole seventies uh, cast of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he loved mm-hmm. all those people, and so I got to see a lot of those films. And seeing Dan Aykroyd's name on there is is de- was definitely a plus for me. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't this is kind of Aykroyd's uh, bit part nineties comedy sort of run. Like you yep. know Tommy Boy, he's got like a similar sort yep. of thing, and and. And so I was kind of primed for the performance that he gives because we'll get into this. He's a little more outsized yes, than the rest of the movie. He is. Um, but at the time when I first watched it, he was exactly what I expected. I expected him to kind of come in as a silly guy. And it took a while for me to jive the rest of the movie um, with him, with, with him yeah, because yeah. He, being the guy I was most familiar with, he kind of said he was the bellwether for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went in expecting expecting we'll get more into this in a little bit, but expecting a nineties black crime comedy, you yeah. know, those post Tarantino, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. movies that kind of, and then with a big John Cusack or Dan, uh, Dan Aykroyd performance. Yeah. And so he first watches, he was the thing that made the most sense to me. Uh, it was everybody else, especially mini driver that yes. I took me a while to track. 
So uh, yeah, no, I can see. And now I still like him in the movie. I I, I defend him in the movie, but um, but now it's the other way around. (laughs) He kind of comes from a different movie, and and, and Driver is in the proper movie. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that's it's it's one of those it's one of those things that it can be made into a a negative for the film, but I just love the character so much that I don't care. (laughs) Like you know, (laughs) yeah. I'm okay with him being so kind of outside of the realm of the film that yeah. because on some level it's it's kind of the big bad of the film like he is yeah oh yeah he is your black and white bad guy like he's your yeah. like and we'll get into it at the towards you know years from now but but you know whenever he starts quoting scripture <laughs> yeah. you know things yeah, exactly. like that so uh, it's it's just beautiful <laughs> if we're not all dead by yeah, the time yeah, that episode exactly. drops no doubt no doubt <laughs> uh so after after Acrolaid, we get uh, joan cusack uh, yeah. which is a fa- fairly unknown name uh, as we all know so well kind of <laughs> yeah. i mean but even to at the, she's jesse to me right mm-hmm. from toy story 2 at the time yeah, i think that might true. be I, I know I had seen toys at that point, but yeah. I, I don't know that I put two together. To be um, honest, to be honest, I think I probably knew more about Joan Cusack at this time than I did John Cusack. Um, okay. Cause I, I just, she's such a unique actor within mm-hmm. the scope of her films that she's memorable yes. in my mind. And so absolutely, even now, like I, so I've, my wife and I have fall, recently fallen in love with the movie instant family and she has a small cameo in it. Okay. And she's brilliant and it's such a small role, but she nails it. And she's just, yeah. she's just great in general, but Ackroyd and, and then Joan Cusack secondarily would have been, you know, a plus for me. Yeah. Who else do we got coming up? Let's see. That? We got Jeremy Piven, who is the longtime uh, friend yeah. of John Cusack uh, has been yeah. in several of his movies along with Joan Cusack. Were you aware of Piven at the time? No. No. no, I yeah, I think I, I recognized him maybe as a that guy, but yeah, yeah, that's if if anything, it was that. Yeah. Now I started noticing him after this movie. I yeah. would watch a John Cusack movie. I was like, oh, that's, that's the same guy. That's Paul Sparicki. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. I, I didn't know the guy at, at the time. Uh, so then we have Hank Azaria, yep. who I knew but didn't know from The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, he looked familiar to me for whatever reason at the time, but I. Yeah. Couldn't have told you what he was in. Uh, the voice sounded familiar, and I think it probably took me a good long while to figure out where I had heard that voice before. Did you have any experience with Hank Azaria? Exact, exact same thing. Yeah, where, yeah. Um, he, as soon as I figured out who he was, it was like you know, galaxy brain exploding. Like, oh, yep. he's in everything. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> but no, not not at the time. Not at the time. Yeah, that's gonna be true for all of them. Yeah, yeah. Even Barbara Harris. Like, like yeah. I had to look it up now. Because I didn't know <laughs> what she had done before, and she's she's basically a like a really strong Chicago character actor, and the reason why they brought her in in the first place was because John Cusack. She had worked with a lot of the theater troops in Chicago, and they were just making it a Chicago friend, you know, uh, orgy yep. basically uh, on this film, and so she had she played really strong characters, character like small parts in a lot of films, and and they brought her in to play his mom, and so now Mitchell Ryan. Is an interesting one because I used to watch Dharma and Greg, and he's the father on Dharma and Greg. Yep. So when I saw him, I was yeah. like, "Hey, yeah, similar sort of thing." And and <laughs> and actually, Dharma shows up in the in the film as well. Um, she's the. Uh... You're right. Yep. 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 <laughs> At the reunion. Yeah. Yep. So I, I guess they all knew each other. I'm sure there's a Chicago connection there. 
K. Todd yeah. Friedman, like I, he was unknown to me at the time. Uh, yep. Didn't I still? I, I looked at his his uh, filmography and I was like, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen many of these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you haven't seen Eraser. Well, I have seen it, but I I did not remember. Schwarzenegger shoots a crocodile, a CG <laughs> crocodile or alligator or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. No, no, these are bad. These yeah. a lot of yeah. these are bad. Yeah. So, and then Michael Cudlitz, I knew from TV shows, and yeah. the dude is the t- king of TV shows. Yeah. Like he's yep. been in so much, and he's always recognizable, yeah. and he's always good. Yeah. But with with him, I didn't. You're right. No, he he is a that guy from tv shows but i don't place him with the types of the, the, with the character each time i was no. surprised the the right when we started talking about doing this podcast you know of course i threw in the threw in the blu-ray and and, and started rewatching it and looking up at each of the people and i was like oh yeah 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 he's yeah. from all of this so i don't i don't know you're right he's recognizable except that i don't recognize him like he just <laughs> kind of blends into whatever that character is even though it's basically always the same character I don't know why it's that. That's the thing about him is that he's just good at it. Like he's yeah, good at that yeah. role, and and that's a yeah. that's a part he plays. He either plays that or he plays a tougher criminal or cop a lot of times. Yeah, I I remember he had a short little run in a, a long defunct TV show called Life that oh, yeah. was on for a couple of seasons, and and he had yeah. a small part on it. Yeah, he's he's a name that I always. Whenever I see him in a show, I always enjoy him, but yeah. not not a recon- recognizable name. <laughs> and and he does kind of he gets erased in that character. Like he is. Oh, yeah. He is very much that character. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get you start getting into some of the uh, the producers and, and casting. You have Junie Laurie Johnson and Ron Surma. Mm-hmm. I didn't do much research on that. Did you? No. Yeah. No. Well, you didn't want to learn about casting. So I, I do. There are like casting directors who mm-hmm. I, I do recognize yeah. and get excited about it. Uh, not this, not this particular. Group, yeah, but exactly. Strangely, yeah, yeah. there are times where I don't know. I'm sure you do the same thing. You watch enough yeah. movies and you see the same names pop up. You're like, oh, yep. good. This person cast this movie, yeah. which I. <laughs> well, and, and, and one of the things is, is the ones you recognize are probably the biggest ones. Like the ones I'm that sure. you see on so many mo- yeah. movies that you just become acclimated to seeing the name exactly yeah and then we have the original score by joe strummer uh yep oh relative, man relatively unknown musician at the time and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know how many exclamation points are in my notes i mean there's just something about when that pops up that it's just like yeah what gives it it gives a legitimacy to the film like it's yeah you got you got a guy from the clash doing yeah. the music for your film and by the way, I'd like to find the, the incidental music for this film. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's there's probably so little of it because most of the movie is is actual songs from the 80s and, and early 90s. But yeah, but I would like a, a score of the Joe Strummer stuff just for, you know, you know, kicks. And he's done stuff before um, uh, 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 scores for movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Midnight Train, the yeah. Jim Jarmusch movie. I'm pretty sure he did that. Um, seems like he did another Jarmusch, too. You know, so it's. But it's always been cool indie guys like that, yeah. you know, and that I, yeah. that adds a whole level of cred, which I mean, this is totally that's totally a Cusack thing. Yeah. Bringing that in. That's not a Armitage thing, but it it, 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 it hints at that kind of well, the, the cool that this movie has for, you know, a studio picture. Yeah, exactly. um, which it still is. It still is a Walt Disney picture. Yep, it is. Yep. 
Now, so being a Clash fan, what is your like? Where is Joe Strummer at in his career at this point? Yeah. Um. Uh. He's he's at a low period. Okay. Um. In his career. Um. This is this is the Clash is done, and we'll talk about this more eventually when we get to the Clash yeah. stuff. But uh, the Clash fizzles out. Uh, yeah. They have their last album after. Holy crap! Uh, Jones leaves. Um. Mm-hmm is cut the crap and it is terrible it is yeah. unlistenable i have owned a copy of it for 20 years and i have never listened to the entire thing all the way through it's wow. so bad um he has a resurgence um in about oh boy 2001 2000 something like that uh-huh. where he puts out a really really good um uh couple of albums with the mescaleros okay. right now he's doing solo work which there's good stuff to it yeah. i don't i don't mean to to dismiss it all but it's kind of in between a legendary run and a really surprisingly good run at the end so okay. no he 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 could use the bump yeah no, <laughs> hey, hey and i so i had no idea who he was at the time yeah <laughs> i hadn't quite got into my uh exploration of of music at that point i was listening to 90s yeah. country at the time and that's about all i listened to so oh i'm so sorry yeah, to hear that. no i'm sorry to hear that too <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's so that's that's where we hit the end of uh, minute number two yeah did you, was there anything else that you noticed within this minute that that stuck out to you yeah i need to talk about the cuts to marcella because it, it only happens once yeah but it is so visually striking this okay. the shot um, we get a couple of it throughout this intro, two or three, but only one in this. The first one occurs in this minute and it cuts. So Cusack's in a hotel in, in Miami. Is that where he's at? I don't, I don't recall right off the top of my head. Well, so if, if there's he's, palm trees, yeah, palm trees, that, that makes me think it's Miami. Okay. That, but that I was, was my... but I was unsure about that as well. So, okay, good. I'm glad we're both on the same <laughs> yeah. page there. <laughs> I'm like, I watched this minute several times as I'm looking at my, or I've watched these minutes several times as we're looking at my notes. I'm like, where? I didn't write down where he was. I mean, all, um, of, all of it was filmed in California, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> OK, that's true. That's true. So anyway, so he's in a hotel throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And then and it's 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 very hotel breezy, warm looking. The windows are open, not just because he's trying to shoot through them to kill somebody, but you get the breeze. All very nice. Right. Mm-hmm. It cuts to Marcella and it's she is sitting in an all brown room. The camera, it, it's about a middle distance shot. Yeah. Um, the camera's kind of sitting back, looking at her through the door yes. of an office. And there are so many lines from Shades. It's this strangely dynamic shot where it's not quite it's not worm's eye view, but it is, you know, short man's eye view looking slightly up at her. She's sitting behind a giant wood paneled desk in this 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 tan room that is completely nondescript outside of the fact that there are all of these weird dynamic lines because of the shades. I mean, there's shades on the door that we're looking through. There's shades uh, open door that we're looking through. There's shades on the windows on either side of the door. There's shades behind her. And it's almost jarring. Like if you were to pause one of these shots um, and just look at it as a, as a composition, it's ugly and it kind of hurts to look at. The brown yeah. is ugly. The, the eye lines uh-huh. are difficult because they're they're upsetting one another. You've got the shadows from the blinds that are in sh- in, in frame there. And it, and she's kind of she feels buried like uh, Marcella feels very small in yes. this in this one shot. And we don't we, we just get at this point. This shot doesn't cut to a closer shot of her yet. We'll get that in the other minutes. It's this weird sort of she is this 
this figure of calm and this sort of ugly, not grotesque ugly. Well, you know, I'm going to take that back. There is a grotesque element to the way that this otherwise nondescript office building looks. So we've got this bland office building. The the way that it's shot and composed makes it upsetting in a way that it doesn't really register because it's only on screen for a couple of seconds at the time. But I think our brain puts together – we can't articulate it yet, but our brain puts together like there's something unnerving about this shot. Something feels off. And I think that's a really good – Another sort of reminder of what's kind of coming, that this looks like an office building, business is normal, it's gross, it's something, something isn't quite tracking or upsetting me. Well, guess what, Joe? What? You found your area. Oh, no. I did not pick up on any of that. Yes. So you're you're gonna be the te- the film technical guy, and I'm gonna be the the random minutia guy. That's that's how this is gonna play out. Yeah. We have discovered our roles, everyone. Good, good. <laughs> and watch us totally blew it the next time that we exactly. talk about this. And yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be the fun of uh, of listening to us uh, as they as they go along on this. Yeah, that's they'll right. Be like, yeah, they didn't do that very well. Yeah, that's right. Keep listening to exactly. critique us. Yeah, subscribe now. <laughs> subscribe. No, do it, do it. Yeah, no, that's a. I'm, I'm really. That makes me want to actually, after we get done recording, <laughs> go back and watch that again because you pulled a lot out of that scene that I would not have picked up on. So that that's fascinating. Yeah, um, that's really good. It's just such a weird shot, and the angle is can't too, mm-hmm. which is one of the few times that happens in the movie. It's just. I mean, I'm sure what actually is happening, it's like a second unit director, Yeah. Um, which I don't know who that is right off the top of my head on this movie. But second unit director kind of comes through and composes this really weird shot, you know, and Hermitage is looking at the edits or the dailies and like, what? What is this? <laughs> well, we got to use it, but that doesn't match the rest of the movie. I mean, I'm sure it's something benign like that, but that's yeah, hilarious. It's... <laughs> but it actually worked to a great effect. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, come on, man. I've got a, I've got a PhD in literature. I, I'm, my job is to pull nonsense and try to make meaning out of it. Oh so. man, right there with you. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I've got for this awesome. minute. You got anything Here. else nope. you want to add? That's all right. That's all I've got. Oh, so one last thing, I guess. Um, let's end with pointing out how this minute ends, which is the beginning of the long shot of the uh, a, a guy on a bike yes. riding downstairs down the bike um, as a. Uh, as the song begins to hit its mellow period. And yes. that's where the minute ends. Yep. We'll talk more about that next minute. All right. So that's all for So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank this week. We have been your hosts, Blake Collier and Joe George. Next month, we will continue on our minute-by-minute exploration of the movie with minute number three in which action begins. Subscribe to our show so you don't miss that episode or any other. And remember, this podcast is us breathing. Thank you for listening. If you like what we do, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. Every bit of feedback gives us the ability to expand our audience. Our podcast theme was created by Jans. You can find his music and other projects at jansofficial.com. Our podcast outro music was created by Jeff Hansen. Our podcast artwork was created by Jeff Weirich. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash so gross pod that's gross with an e and on twitter and instagram at the same so gross pod and you can find blake on twitter at lost in osmosis and joe at j a george the second spelled i i 
<laughs> bing, 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 bang. Popcorn. Yeah, whatever.